Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. We have spoken in the past about Johnson & Johnson, a large and well-respected healthcare company. Due to recent developments, we will update you on what Johnson & Johnson plans to do. First, Johnson & Johnson, also known as J&J, has earned the label Dividend Aristocrat. Let's define Dividend Aristocrat. A Dividend Aristocrat is a member of the Standard & Poor's 500, which means it has to be one of the largest companies traded on U.S. stock exchanges. Not all Standard & Poor's 500 companies are dividend aristocrats. So the dividend aristocrats have a history of not just paying dividends, but increasing dividends every year for at least 25 years. These two requirements are signs of a financially stable company that has increased its earnings and the cash it collected on those earnings for many years. There are two more requirements to be a dividend aristocrat. The company must have a total market value of $3 billion, and they must have an average daily trading volume of at least $5 million. This means they are large companies whose stock is liquid. It's easily bought and sold on a daily basis. So a large company that makes more money than it did the year before, pays a higher dividend than it did the year before, and does this for 25, for at least 25 consecutive years, that's a dividend aristocrat. It's a solid company. And only 65 companies are labeled as dividend aristocrats. J&J has been better than the average aristocrat. It has increased its dividend every year, not just for 25 years, but for 60 years. It is known as a dividend king. It is a leader in the all-important healthcare industry. It develops and markets pharmaceuticals, medical equipment, and consumer healthcare products, such as Tylenol, Band-Aids, baby shampoo, Neutrogena, Aveeno, and many other well-known products. Its pharmaceutical and medical devices provide it with great growth potential, and its consumer products business, well, not a growth business, generates a significant cash flow that helps fund its dividends. This company was so successful and had so much potential that I suggested it as one of the first companies a new investor should consider buying. Johnson & Johnson is working on a plan to change its direction significantly. It plans to offer shares of its consumer healthcare unit to the public in an IPO or initial public offering. It hopes to raise $3.5 billion from issuing the shares 
and it hopes to do it soon. It will issue shares in its current subsidiary, its current consumer healthcare subsidiary, that will be renamed Kenview Company. It may distribute some shares to current shareholders, though it has not announced how many. And it intends to retain some Kenview shares and sell them to the public later in the year. This leads us to our usual question. Why? Why would J&J do this? There are a number of reasons. The units it would retain, pharmaceuticals and medical devices, are high growth, high margin businesses, meaning that they are more profitable, but also more risky than the consumer products business. The hope is that when these businesses are operating and trading on their own, they will be more highly valued by the market. Also, J&J hopes to gain, as I said before, $3.5 billion of cash at the time of the IPO, and then more later. This money could be used to fund research and development, expansion, the consumer products business is a slower growth operation, but still generates a plentiful cash flow. Kenview is expected to have modest sales growth since it faces tough competition from other consumer product companies, including Bayer, Procter & Gamble, Sanofi, and Haleon. Kenview will also own Johnson's Baby Powder, which is a famous and infamous product. It is famous as a baby product that was used for years and trusted by adults and children. It is now infamous, as many consumers feel it has caused cancer. J&J is currently trying to settle a class action lawsuit that includes about 65,000 people. It maintains that the, the powder is safe but it has switched ingredients to a cornstarch-based powder rather than talc. J&J &J will retain responsibility for the lawsuits coming out of the United States and Canada, and Kenview will be responsible for the remaining liabilities. J&J &J would like to settle all lawsuits before the IPO. All of this complicates investing in Johnson & Johnson. What was a previous, previously solid well-rounded, well-regarded company with stellar finances and a long history of raising dividends will be a different company should the IPO go forward. Current J&J &J owners will likely own stock in two companies. When companies did this in the past, management tends to be more focused, and in many cases, it produces higher stock prices. Past year has been a difficult one for other companies who have separated from the parent companies, as the market has been highly volatile due to uncertain economic events. The new Johnson & Johnson is likely to be volatile also in the coming months for the same reason. Another issue involves a dividend. Will the new company, without the benefit of cash flows from the consumer business, be able to continue paying dividends at the current level or will it use some of the IPO proceeds to pay the dividend? At this point, we don't have answers to these questions. Increasing dividends may be out of the question for a while. Cash generated from the IPO may be more widely used to fund pharmaceutical research and product development. This could pay off in the long run. 
the long run is probably what current J&J &J owners should be thinking about. This company has a good management team in place. Its new strategy could unlock the value of its growth business while providing it with cash. Of course, it will have to manage the lawsuit settlement. Recently, it seemed to reach a settlement and the stock price jumped higher. Stock price of J&J, &J, that is. When the settlement was not finalized, the price came down. This indicates that the market thinks J&J &J has the ability to pay a settlement sum and still thrive. That's how good its finances are. J&J &J has a history of managing difficult situations very well, going all the way back to the Tylenol tampering cases that occurred many years ago. As for Kenview, it offers good product prospects for certain investors. This stock may be suitable for those seeking a steady company that generates significant cash flows and those people are not seeking a high growth company. As we said, Kenview has significant competition, but that is not new for this division. If Kenview can settle its share of the talc lawsuits and continue its cash flow generation, it could become an acquisition target for others in the field, and that would likely generate profits for shareholders. On the other hand, Kenview could use its cash and its future cash flows to grow and merge with another consumer product company. Kenview's long-term prospects are not as great as J&J's based on its products and business model. And considering these two companies as an investment, you should remember that together, they formed a solid healthcare company and a financial powerhouse. Separately, the businesses should remain strong. The unknowns at this point are the talc liability settlements, the market reaction to the new strategy, and the dividend or the new dividend policy of each company. Separately, these companies are not likely to continue to achieve dividend king or dividend aristocrat status in that they may have difficulty raising their dividends. That is an unknown that time will tell. Whether J&J &J and Kenview pre present good investment opportunity depends on the investor's goals. One, J&J &J will be a growth company, while the other, Kenview, will be a slower growth but steady company. J&J &J will be riskier than Kenview. Both companies are likely best held for the long term. Those looking for quick profits should look somewhere else, in my opinion. These companies are worth following. We have much to learn about them in the coming days, and we should learn about them sooner rather than later. And they do offer interesting stories and interesting prospects. So we will continue to follow and report on any updates. Until the next time, stay calm, thoughtful, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.